welcome to the Fran cast. We're really excited today. We have one of our special in between seasons bonus episodes where we are going to be talking about some Fran content that's not the nanny. Uh, and we're going to be looking today at her show, Living with Fran. And it's going to be really fun. I'm film Rachel Wagner, and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. And we have special guests today uh, to help us to talk about the show. We have Me Too and BJ from the Pilot Podcast here. And and thank you so much both for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Yes. So what I wanted to do is give you both a chance to talk about your show. And you guys, I, I discovered your show because I was looking for... Uh, podcasting content on the nanny i mean you had reviewed the show the nanny on your podcast and you were pretty glowing in your review i felt and so i that's how i discovered you but why don't you tell us a little bit about your show sure so our show is called the pilot podcast we've been reviewing the tv pilots for about three years now and we always try to answer your question should i watch this Basically, yeah. we came up with the show because we're both lazy people who wanted recommendations before we got too far into a show and ended up not liking it. And I don't know if you've ever hate watched the rest of a show because you're like two, three episodes in and locked in and we're trying to save you that time or find you your next binge that you're happy about. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you end up continuing to watch most of the shows that you you do or do you are do you just most of them you're like eh, probably not i think we end up finding a lot of gems in the rough but because we review so many shows we have to be very picky with what we keep watching right yeah and so what did you think uh, of the nanny was that one that you would if you had time keep watching definitely so we decided to revisit that because we both had such fond memories of the show and re-watching the pilot we instantly were like charmed again. And I think we both ended up watching the full first season. Yeah. Oh, oh so you, you watched the whole first season, huh? Yeah, we kept going. Yeah. <laughs> See, that says a lot. That says a lot. <laughs> what did you like about it? Me too. I loved The Nanny growing up. And when BJ and I revisited it to review for the show, I don't think that I had seen it since I was a child, but I immediately was like singing along to the theme song. And I just, from the first beats, I was locked in. She is in all of these stunning outfits. The humor is so good. The cast is remarkably cohesive. And Grandma Yetta was just an icon. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yes, when we, we both, all three of us felt like that, that it's one of the stronger pilots that we've, for a sitcom that we've seen. Like it's so solid. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, well, that's great. Uh, I think it's a really fun show and you can tell a lot, uh, about a show through looking at the pilot. Uh, that a lot of times the first season can be a little bit rough to a lot of shows, but you can still see a lot of that potential, I think. So I think it's a fun idea that you guys are doing. Thank you. Uh, Very cool. So, all right, 
Well, let's talk about living with Fran. And so, uh, had you ever, Larry, had you ever seen uh, this show before? Did you watch it at all? I did. I do remember the show once. I know she's had a few Fran sitcoms since The Nanny. Uh, (laughs) And I think I've given at least this one and uh, Happily Divorced a look. Um, But yes, I do remember at least dabbling with this show when it was on air yeah colleen did you see it no i didn't this was my first exposure to it and it was it was kind of um i don't even know if i had ever actually heard of it until we started then like talking about fran and her work um i knew about happily divorced because i used to watch um oh, hot in cleveland and i think it was on the same time or on nick at yeah. night yeah so I used to see the commercials, but I didn't watch it. But yeah, this was a this was new to me, although I recognized some of the actors. So that was kind of nice. So. Mm-hmm. so this was 2005. It ran for two seasons. And uh, so BJ, what was your sort of overall thoughts about this pilot? I felt like this was definitely uh, Fran making a fun show for herself. And not that that's a bad thing. I think that she's kind of earned it. Um, And I really like the setup. So I vaguely remembered this series, but I think she pulled together a good cast and she was really mixing up the sitcom family dynamic in what feels like a fresh way still. You don't see this type of storyline much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me too. What did you think overall? Not to answer your question with a question, but was this one based on her life as well? I feel like Happily Divorced was loosely based on yes. her life. So this was based loosely based on her life, just in the sense of uh, after her her kind of rebound relationship after uh, breaking up after her divorce was with a much younger man. But I think all the other particulars are all different. Love uh, that. But, yeah, if you read Cancer Schmancer, she talks about that a lot in that book. <laughs> her relationship with this other, with this young, younger man. So I think that's the part that's, yeah, that's somewhat autobiographical. Um, but, um, but yeah, so this, this pilot, overall, for me, I think that uh, it has its moments. I do think it's a very well-casted show uh i like all of these actors i would go on to love ben feldman in uh in dropped a diva that's a show that i love um i also ryan mcpartland i've actually interviewed him (laughs) Um, i think he's super charming and lovely uh and of course i love fran so i love the cast but there's a side of me that feels like the show is kind of still continuing to sort of apologize for, for the relationship. Like, I don't feel like it quite hundred percent owns it. Like it needs to, for it to, to really work. And uh, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a show that's pretending to be a body positive show. And yet all the jokes are fat jokes you know that's kind of how i felt a little bit and and, uh and there was a part of me that felt like maybe she was actually like a little bit embarrassed about it 
but yet she's doing the show. I don't know. It's it and it's interesting. But Larry, did you feel that way at all? Um, in the pilot episode, I mean, no. I guess I didn't really get much of that feeling. No, not mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. What did you think of the pilot? Um, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, is this the is this the Reba house? Is this the same? like mm-hmm. studio lot do you know rachel yeah i think so yeah i was gonna say this looks uh like the house from reba but because yeah. <laughs> we talk about her sometimes um it was another I don't show know. i love there is just <sighs> i don't watch enough sitcoms personally but it just felt like a sitcom <laughs> that i don't know um and the, the there this is one that i think there was i don't know those awkward dead spaces like the editing wasn't quite snappy enough and the jokes weren't quite hitting like the timing for me wasn't there in this pilot i think that maybe that awkwardness that you're describing is what i'm what i was kind of trying to describe but but yeah it just didn't quite like own it like i wanted it to uh but i don't what do you think colleen I tend to agree, although more in the second episode than the first about the age mm-hmm. thing, but mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was average. It's not a show that I'll be perfectly honest with you. I probably will not watch beyond episode two, most likely, <laughs> even though it's Fran. I mean, I don't know if I can do it, um, but I, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but it was just not it was all right but i agree with you there was some dead space and some of the jokes just felt recycled a little bit it was a little bit formulaic and i get that because that's what you you know you're not sure where your footing is going to be but i don't know it was it was all right yeah so it starts out this episode with the son is kicked out of medical school and uh he comes home and he finds out that his mother's in this relationship and it's this guy named Riley, and they say you can call me R Dog. And there were a lot of dated jokes. I feel like in that already feel a little bit. Uh, considering this was you know just 2005, I don't know. There were, I thought a lot of R Dog and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This. Um, what did you guys think of Allison um, as a character? Played by Misty Treya. What do you think, me too, about that, about her? I would add that first, 2005 was an entirely different era. I yeah. loved that we opened up with Fran in the like um, low rider jeans and just yes. something <laughs> that we never, ever, ever, ever need to return. Um, <laughs> so yes. I just had a visceral reaction to that, but it was also humorous. I would also say that when she offered in the second episode, breath strips to Ryan's mom, I also cracked up at that. Cause I was like, wow, that is like me in the car with my mom, very 2005 on the way to high school. She's driving me there and she's giving me a breath strip yeah. for the daughter character, Allison. I, I thought she was fun. She was a good foil to the very neurotic. Uh, what was Ben Feldman's name again? Josh. 
she was a good foil to Josh's, yeah, I guess neurotic nature. And I think that we'll get to see her keep being this alternative sort of darker character in her family. But we're definitely because it's a sitcom, she's going to end up having a heart of gold and she's going to end up, you know, showing all of the many ways that she'll stick up and love stick up for and love her family i i agree i thought that she actually had probably the funniest jokes and writing of the pilot uh but i do think that she was way too old for the role i mean i, I was looking up that she was 24 <laughs> when when oh wow and she at least in my opinion she looked it she did not look 15 at all to me uh <laughs> you know who um, she, you know who her um it just said, hit me right now you know who the character sort of reminds me of did you guys watch uh melissa and joey uh-huh the, yeah. da- the niece yeah. or whatever yeah. kind of that that was kind of i think where she reminds she reminds me of that a little bit i can't remember i can her see name. that or reba's yeah, younger daughter yeah kira. To bring it, kira to bring it back yeah. to reba but she looked more like she was 15 to me than this mm-hmm. actress did. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for she sure. Looked, <laughs> she looked as old as Ben Feldman. She did not look uh, 15 to me. And I wonder but, why they uh, felt the need to go with such a drastic age difference between the two. Yeah. I know. Like, why did 25 and 15, like, I don't know. <laughs> not like that's yeah. a super common um, family dynamic to wait 10 years for your second child. I mean, certainly right. people, It happened to me. I was the really sixth of, I was the fifth, I was the sixth child. My mother, my, well, my next oldest brother is 10 years older, but I agree it's not common. <laughs> yeah. And I think they kind of address it because Fran references having uh, Josh when she was 17, so it might have been like, I want to wait until I'm ready to have Allison. And mm. then you get that bigger gap. That makes sense. I, I forgot they said that. Uh, but I don't, I thought she had some funny jokes. Like I liked when she said, my life is not all food courts and Buffy reruns. <laughs> uh, and uh, and she says, uh, contraire, I'm losing my job at IHOP because I won't s- sleep with the waffle foreman. And I think that is a joke you would never see in, in 2020. Probably rightfully so. I was uh, like, um, how old is this waffle <laughs> foreman? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yes. It, it again, you, felt so of its era, that whole show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we also had a joke from her. Another one you would never see is she said that Susie Collins wants me to forge her parents' signature so she can get a boob job. And if my SATs don't improve, I'm going to end up a 25-year-old head case living with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I thought she had, like, the sharpest jokes. of uh, Like, some of them might not hold up now, but I don't know. I felt like hers were the ones that were the most going for it of, of anybody in the cast. Yeah, she was definitely oh. better in this first episode than she was in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked when he called <laughs> he called Ryan McFarland a, a Zoolander-looking ape. That made, <laughs> right. that made me laugh. That was pretty good. What do you think of Ryan McFarland? This, what do you think of him, uh, BJ? So I like seeing him on Chuck. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was already fond of the actor. So it was fun to see him in this role. But 
I feel like Riley, at least in the first two episodes, didn't have much to him. He's just a very nice, supportive boyfriend, which is great. He had the the awkward thing where he kept trying to consider Josh his son. Uh, but other than that, I wanted kind of more to his background and his character because having a happy relationship with Fran is fun, but not entertaining for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I agree. I, I I thought that probably the best moment was the fight over the peas, and when they say, uh, uh, "Who's Mrs. Robinson?" <laughs> she says, and "She says a family friend." <laughs> that was funny. I thought, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, what, what did you think? of him Colleen what do you think well I know I only know him from Hallmark he's yeah. done what a couple Hallmark movies so yeah. when I saw him right away I'm thinking oh my goodness Rachel a world's collide again <laughs> <laughs> and our beloved twinkle all the way from yes. last year and that's that actually, why I interviewed him <laughs> yeah I, th- I think he's been in three I think no two anyways the point I thought he was okay but I agree I don't think he was very developed and I think they made him a little bit stereotypical, I guess you could say, for an average. Although, in a way, not really, because he was dating a much older woman. Um, I, I don't really, I didn't really feel like I know who he is yet from the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you agree, me too? I would say that I would agree with you, PJ. We needed a little bit more information on this kid's background. Not kid, grown man. And uh-huh. I would also add that I really loved him in Twinkle All the Way on Lifetime. And I know that that yes. is oh, completely <laughs> an aside from this show. He was a delight in that movie. And the whole time I was watching Living with Fran, I was like, why does this guy look familiar? And I realized it's because he had to throw a Christmas-themed wedding under a short time constriction. And so that was a delight. And uh, I'm excited to revisit that movie. That that was my first thought once I figured out who he was. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'm not even kidding. Not even just Lifetime movies. I love that um yeah and i because i love i love sarah drew and i love him he's so good (laughs) i hope they put him in more i hope he gets to be one of those dudes that they rely on often i know that we'll often see the same people in the lifetime christmas movies and the hallmark movies and the hallmark movies and mystery channel movies and so i hope he gets to be in that repertoire of people me too. Me too. Uh, so one of the things that we don't get to see in either of these two episodes, but they did cast Charles Shaughnessy as her ex-husband, as Fran's oh. ex-husband later. And I think that that was kind of a mistake because some fans felt like they were saying that Mr. Sheffield and Fran broke up, hmm. and oh. <laughs> which was very upsetting oh for all of us. <laughs> Um, in fact, even if you watch the, uh, if you watch this pilot on YouTube, there's comments on there about how dare he, how dare she leave Mr. Sheffield and ridiculous, absurd comments. But I I don't think that that was a good idea (laughs) to do. Uh, I'm sure he needed the work, but still, uh, but, uh, so Ben Feldman, the son uh larry what do you think of him did you 
Did you like him or think he was irritating? Um, I Ben Feldman is a fun, almost like charactery actor. Uh, not quite a character actor, but you know, he fits mm-hmm. into his niche very well. And I thought his character had fun neurotic moments as well. I, I usually like those kind of weird, awkward characters. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he was he was fun. Yeah. Uh have you have you too have you reviewed Dropped a Diva as you're on your pilot podcast? We haven't reviewed Dropped a Diva, I don't think. We've done a lot. So I, I don't think so, but I have watched the show. I would say that the who the show that we connect Ben Feldman most with is probably Superstore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because Beej well, is a huge fan of that show and put me on. I've heard good things about that show. I've, I haven't ever seen it. Check it out. But... The next season is coming out at the Ooh. end of the month. Yeah. I so like feet. America Ferrera. I probably would like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great on that show. But also leaving it soon. <laughs> right. Oh, I just she? saw her Instagram. Yeah. So jump in now, girl. And then <laughs> catch it after I can. finish watching 500 Christmas movies, then I'll have time. Yeah, come January after January 1st, we can we can revisit like series. <laughs> but because uh, I'm, yeah, uh, I because I, I also I don't know if he, I even told you guys that I host the Hallmarkies podcast. So that's why I watch so many Christmas movies. Uh, and anyway, but yeah, I love Drop Dead Diva. It it was one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen. So if you if you need a guest when you do the pilot, <laughs> when you do Drop Dead Diva pilot, I'm there for it. I love the pilot. I love the show. And he's great in it. He plays her sort of uh, angel a kind of handler person <laughs> um that's uh that helps her and uh, kind of her mentor person and he's great i really loved him on that show and uh, so it was it was interesting to see him in this and I, I think there was some nice dynamics between him and fran like i like when she when she tells him go and take your air your stupid air quotes with you that, i thought that was i thought that was pretty funny um and uh, I also liked when uh, when Riley says her voice is the first and last thing I want to hear. And they're all like, her <laughs> voice? That was a really good one. When yeah. she, in the opening of the show, pretended to be her own assistant and did that put on voice and faked out the audience to make them think that Fran was not going to be signature Fran voice. And then she went into her voice which i will not even attempt to uh (laughs) imitate or impersonate and that was just such a like one of those jokes it's like a relief where you're like oh thank goodness she's gonna be fran you know what's funny her voice it was like a couple of words it just brought out to me i don't know why it made me think of moira from schitt's creek like something in her Mm, her fake voice made me think of her a little bit but yeah it's not that's not fran so Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, one to ten, what would you give this pilot? Uh, what do you think, Larry? Um, I think I'd go with like a five. Hmm. 
Uh, Colleen? I agree. I would say a five. Uh, BJ? I'll give it a six. Okay, me too. I might go one higher than you, Beach, maybe a seven, because I think it is good for its own era. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I would also go with a six. Uh, I think it had potential, uh, but I just I just didn't feel like they kind of owned it or quite sharp enough. And maybe it's just because of the era and it was, on I think, on CW. So maybe they just couldn't go kind of where... Uh, but I feel like the um, that the nanny was a lot edgier as far as uh, the jokes they would make, and uh, so uh, and they just had such amazing chemistry on the nanny, and it was just all it was lightning in a bottle. You know, it's so hard to recreate. Uh, okay, so the second episode has. Fran inviting Riley's parents to come and visit, but he hasn't told them uh, that she is older. And so that's kind of most of the drama relies on there. We also have Allison getting a nose ring. Uh, And uh, so uh, Larry, what did you overall think of this episode? Um, so I, the age jokes were kind of fun with Mary Lou Henner, um, but everything generally, uh, I wasn't a big fan of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as I said, I thought the daughter and her nose ring stuff just, I don't know, did not work. Also, uh, my, the reason I guess I don't. <laughs> watch a lot of sitcoms honestly is i have only so much of a bar for this really broad stroke of humor and writing it, a little bit goes a long way for me and this episode particularly there were some really broad moments throughout pretty much the entire episode like them sitting at the table and the two kids like the oh no you didn't little moment was just too much for me. I was like oh my gosh but uh, <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah it was it was a step down definitively from the pilot what do you think Colleen um the highlights were seeing Mary Lou Henner and John Schneider which I thought was funny and they're both done Hallmark and she does a lot of Hallmark and did you, anybody notice the kitchen changed in that episode from the first kitchen? It was a different kitchen. Yeah, I think that happens a lot with pilots. Okay, sure you guys yeah. see that on your on your podcast that uh, the uh, the pilot, like for instance, the Cosby Show is pretty famous for for using a completely different house mm-hmm. for its pilot uh, than the rest of the the show. But I'm sure you guys see that a lot. Definitely. When they produce a lot of these pilots, it's when they're trying to get picked up. So there can be a large gap. And so then when they start the rest of the season, the original set might actually be gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think this show even had a different name before it officially aired. Uh, Probably that would make sense. You'll see that with casts too. Like famously Golden Girls had Mm -hmm. the chef that disappeared Mm -hmm. after the pilot episode because they wanted... Sophia to have more space versus them having, I guess what you would call like the gay best friend character in the chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the Cosby show, I think they added um, one of the kids that wasn't in the pilot. They made it 
I think they added um, Sandra, the the older daughter. They added her later. I think. Don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, BJ, what did you think of this second episode? So I actually like this episode a lot better than the pilot. Um, I'm totally here for Donna and her just ruthless jokes and digs at Fran throughout the episode. And then Riley kind of having this whole new persona where he's not able to stand up to his parents. I didn't like Allison as much in the first episode, and I kind of started to get her more in this one. And I also kind of appreciated that Josh is becoming more quirky. Is that like a a nice Uh way of describing his unique personality? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Me too. What did you think? I also liked that we got into the characters a little bit more. I would say that the stronger point for me was in the flashback, seeing Riley's frosted tips. Yeah. That was a lot for me to process. And I thought that (laughs) that was probably the highlight for me when they're explaining to his mom how they met. And it was just, wow, like we're being... Uh, confronted with these low rider jeans and the fashion choices we made 15 short years ago uh, could have been a lifetime ago. And then we saw the frosted tips to just like take it all over the top. So that was fun. And a soul patch. I was just going to say, I have in all caps in my notebook where I was taking notes, the soul patch. Yeah, it looked like Ryan McParlin was about to join a boy band. Yes. <laughs> he looked like um, not. Oh gosh, the Backstreet, the blonde back yeah. Nick Carter. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Like Nick Carter. He really did. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I like to when uh, they uh, when she says thanks Groucho and Chico. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that was funny and the i don't know i didn't mind this episode i i thought it had its moments i think that that mary lou henner and fran had pretty nice chemistry between the two of them and uh the uh i liked the when he says uh i think what my wife meant to say is hello and thank you for having us to dinner (laughs) the way that the the husband kept kind of kept trying to make nice of all the the passive aggressiveness of Mary Lou Henner's character I thought was was funny you have Riley cutting his finger and going to they have to go to the hospital and uh you see why Josh couldn't have made it in medical school (laughs) that's for sure um and her and Allison's nose gets all swollen I liked, I thought it was a funny joke when he says, the reindeer won't be calling Rudolph this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I liked, uh, I liked when he says, if you were as young as those girls, you probably wouldn't be all of those things. And so that, you know, that he likes her more, you know, for her and who she is. And I thought that was a nice moment. And, uh, and but they also say to to Fran, they say to her, it sounds like Riley isn't isn't the one who is uncomfortable with the age difference. And so Fran has to kind of realize that maybe it's her and not him 
who's the one that's been avoiding his parents. And so I thought that was good. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was fine for me, this episode. Overall, the show, I just don't think it had quite enough for... It had a lot of good pieces, but it just didn't quite gel together. And it's hard. It's really hard to make a show work. <laughs> There's so many factors that go into place to make it all work. But uh, was there anything else that stood out to any of you in this episode? Mary, Mary Lou Hunter, it just hit me now, reminded me a little bit. She's good at playing it like a, a disapproving mom. Did you uh-huh. remember June in January? yes where she was she was so upset that her son was going to marry someone that she didn't approve of and i kind of felt like that was kind of the vibe here Mm -hmm. but i like her a lot i think she's good she's good in that kind of role she's also in uh, hitched for the holidays right pretty fun (laughs) hallmark movie uh where they about a uh, a jewish girl and a uh and, and and a guy that make a pact uh to get through the holidays together and uh it's 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 pretty fun but um she's also in the aurora tea garden movies yes. on hallmark movies and mysteries very very good as ida yeah. garden yes we got to get you on hallmarky's podcast i didn't know you were such a fan this is so exciting it's all it was, she watches it was yes. embarrassing oh to hear goodness. you say that the reason you watch a bunch of hallmark movies is because you have a podcast and I was like, oh, I guess I should have a better reason than I just sit and like no, no, watch no. these all I don't day. Have a podcast. Say that Rachel started the podcast because she watched so much Hallmark. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't feel embarrassed. And I, I met no. Rachel that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. And we, we uh, started it in 2017 and it's just grown and grown. I mean, I I always watched a lot of Hallmark, but it wasn't until I had the podcast that I watched all of Hallmark. <laughs> but uh, but no shame in that. Not around here, that's for sure. No. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I've I found yes. my people then. Yes. Oh, it's yes. awesome. Even I mean, even the worst ones, you can find some value in. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> But I I got to uh, interview Ryan McPartland and uh, Sarah Drew and the director of uh, Twinkle All the Way, Ryan Herslinger, last year. It was epic, amazing, (laughs) so great. One of my all time favorites. So you should you should check that out. But um, but yeah, no, I love I love uh, them and I love him. And I think he's fun in this and it got two seasons. So they gave it a good, good try, good effort. <laughs> With... and, I, and I think it might've kept going. I know that that second season ended during the WB UPN merger into the CW. And a lot of shows just got axed, not because of ratings or quality, but just higher ups not being interested yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Let's see. So Larry, what would you give this one to 10? This second episode? I'd probably go with like a 4.5. Okay. Uh, Colleen? Um, I guess I'll go with a six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd probably give this one a 6.5. I think Mary Lou Henner gives it a bit of a bump. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's what I do. What about you, BJ? I'm going to say a 7.5. I like this one much more than the pilot. Mm, interesting. And me too. What do you say? I started really high giving the pilot a 7. So I am fully committing to that and agreeing with you, Beach, that I'll give this one a 7.5. That we'll call that half a point the Mary Lou Henner difference. So if you were reviewing this for your podcast, would you tell people continue watching? We have sort of an alternative rating system that we use where we will say, would watch again seriously, like what we're telling you to binge it, would watch again casually, you know, just catch it whenever it's on, and then would watch while folding laundry or cooking, so like in the background, or would not watch again, which obviously is, you know, put it down. So I would say this one is a good would watch while folding laundry or cooking in the sense that if you are a fan of this podcast and you are firmly in Fran Drescher Hive, then her personality comes out in this. And so perhaps while you're cooking or folding laundry, like this is a fun one to have on in the background. You don't have to pay close attention, but you'll catch some jokes here and there. And this could be good post pandemic for traveling. Sometimes we recommend downloading a show and just watching it while you're at the airport terminal or on the plane. And I feel like this is the type of show you could have where you don't need to be completely focused, but you need something to distract you on a long plane ride. Yeah. Hey, I agree. I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's great. Okay, well, great. I think it's been really fun to get to talk about living with Fran and to meet you and to get to understand me too's devotion to Hallmark. This is so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. And uh, so where can people find your show and your social media, all that fun stuff? Sure. So the best place to go is our website, thepilotpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find us on social media at The Pilot Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Great. And Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And Colleen? I am on Twitter and Instagram at LELE44094. And our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Great. And make sure you're following us at Frankcast14 on Twitter. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Plus, make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We are starting Christmas coverage this. We already we already did all previews, but but we're covering our first batch of movies this week. So exciting for Christmas 2020. So make sure that you're logged in to Hallmarkies podcast as well as Frankcast. So check that all out. And thanks so much again for coming and doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again soon. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.